At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. We welcome you. It is the Tuesday edition of Primetime Action Live from Las Vegas, South Point Sportsbook Studio. I'm Ben Wilson with Matt Brown, with Kelly Bidlin behind the glass, our producer. I hear we had some trades today, Matt. Kind there of was, a big deal. There was, a, there was some movement. And a little bit of movement. Yes. Depends on which team that you are a fan of, whether you were happy about today or not. I would say that's a very, good, yeah. a very good... Or if, what, what team you have bets on. As to whether you were happy. That too, which I know yeah. you kind of tried to get ahead of some of the movement from last night. We'll get to your bets in just a second. We do have games, though, about to start. There are a whopping eight games starting this hour. Then we'll circle back, get our thoughts on some of the big trades of the day. And Adam Burke is going to join us as, uh, as well this hour, our VEASAN MLB uh, senior analyst. So we're going to get Adam's takes on all the big deals of the day today. But uh, a significant pitcher is about to make his return, Matt, over... 365 days since we last saw him on a big league mountain. Yeah, days. two games going, Padres and Rockies. If you want to get in on that one, that one's late, 7-5 to five in the seventh inning, so you don't have a lot of time there. And the Reds up 2, two nothing early on the Marlins in the first inning there. But 7.05 Eastern, everyone's going to have their eyes. Over in Washington as Jacob deGrom comes off the IL, makes his season debut for the Mets against the Nationals. Couldn't be better timing, actually, for this Mets squad. They have ballooned up to a minus 360 favorite. Now, cool. they were they were a big favorite anyway, but then the Juan Soto news comes through. They balloon up to a minus 360 favorite in this one. Corey Abbott going for the Nationals, plus 295 if you want them as home underdogs. Eight and a half is the total in that one. That is part of a two-leg parlay for me. I have the Mets in this one. Uh, 705 Eastern Mariners and Yankees. Logan Gilbert, Jamison Tyon. Yankees minus 170 home favorites, plus 145 with Gilbert and the Mariners. Eight and a half is the total there. You and I were talking a little bit about this one before we go on air. The Gilbert has been very good all season long for this Mariner squad. It's just a it is a scary proposition anytime anyone's going up against what yeah. now looks like the juggernaut of all of Major League Baseball in the Yankees. Was very tempted to play Gilbert in Seattle, but look, 278 ERA, 414 on the expected ERA, one of the worst pitchers as far as hard hit percentage allowed, which is a little bit scary when you are a fly ball pitcher like he is going into Yankee Stadium. Very important fantasy matchup for, I think, yes. probably both you and I this week. And I am, st- I, we both have Logan Gilbert. I am starting him. I don't feel great about it. Not yeah. that I would, not that it warrants a bet for me on the Mariners as a dog today on the road, but I am at least having some hope. I am putting Gilbert yeah, in my lineup. He tonight. is, uh, he, listen, he's been good all year long, but again, every, everybody has stumbled against this Yankee squad so far. Another 7 to 5 Eastern, the Brewers and the Pirates, Corbin Burns and Bryce Wilson. Corbin Burns and the Brewers, minus 280. Road favorites plus 235 with Wilson and the Pirates 
as home underdogs, seven and a half the total. 710 Eastern Blue Jays and Rays. This is Kevin Gosman and Drew Rasmussen. Uh, Blue Jays, minus 140 road favorites. If you want the Rays at home as underdogs, plus 120, a flat seven is the total. 710 Eastern Diamondbacks and Guardians, Zach Gallen, Tristan McKenzie. McKenzie and the Guardians, minus 135. Home favorites, plus 115 on the Diamondbacks on the road as underdogs. Seven and a half is the total there. As bad as the Diamondbacks have been all year long, Zach Gallen has been the one kind of bright spot there for this Diamondback squad, which is why they're only a plus-115 underdog here against this Guardians squad. 720 Eastern, the Phillies and the Braves. Nick Nelson for the Phillies. Spencer Strider for the Braves. Strider and the Braves, minus 245 home favorites, plus 205 if you want the Phillies on the road as underdogs. Eight and a half is the total. 740 Eastern, Tigers and Twins. Matt Manning, Chris Archer. Chris Archer and the Twins, minus 180 home favorites, plus 155 on Manning and the Tigers. On the road as dogs, nine is the total. 745 Eastern, Cubs and Cardinals. Keegan Thompson, Adam Wainwright. Wainwright and the Cardinals, minus 165 home favorites, plus 140 on the Cubs as road underdogs. Eight and a half is the total there. And then three games at the top of next hour, if you want to get ahead of those. Orioles and Rangers, Jordan Lyles for the Orioles, Spencer Howard for the Rangers, minus 125 for the Rangers at home as favorites, plus 105. Lyles and the Orioles on the road as dogs. Eight and a half is the total there. Eight ten Eastern Red Sox and Astros. Cutter Crawford and Christian Javier. Cutter Crawford's actually been really good of late for this Red Sox squad. That said, they still find themselves as plus 175 road underdogs here in this one. Christian Javier and the Astros, minus 205 home favorites. A flat eight is the total. And then the last eight uh, eight o'clock hour game, Royals and White Sox, Brad Keller, Lucas Giolito, and boy, Giolito is still a minus 170 favorite in this one, despite the fact he has been just absolutely atrocious. That is interesting. This this season, um, Keller in the Royals. Keller actually was getting some some nibbles on the trade deadline here for this Royal squad. Ends up staying put. Plus 145 on the road as underdogs. Eight and a half is the total. We do have three late games we can talk about a little bit later. Yeah, the only real significant news in the late games, Noah Syndergaard. Phillies said to have traded for Syndergaard at the deadline. He was supposed to start there for the Angels. It'll be Suarez instead. So we're seeing a lot of those lines reposted against Cole Irvin and the A's. Big news of the day, and we get more of these trades coming in now. We're, we're about an hour out from when the deadline actually locked in. Still some of these deals, though, trickling in, and, and we'll keep you up to date on these as we get them. But of the, the big pieces, you talked about this last night on the show. You took a piece of Padres 9-1 to to win the NL. I remember we did our, uh, when you were on vacation, our primetime action Power rankings of our favorite World Series bets. And I said, look, Padres at 22 to 1. Mm-hmm. You got to figure they're going to be in the sweepstakes for Soto or other big pieces. And sure enough, they end up landing Juan Soto today, a move that, as we talked about over the last 24 hours, became a little more apparent that it was likely to get done, especially with St. Louis unwilling to give up Dylan Carlson. That's kind of a separate piece of this that I do have thoughts yeah. on where St. Louis, I mean, they had the best package out there, yet they just were not willing to go as far as giving up Carlson. In the end, this is what the trade looks like. Soto and Josh Bell to Washington. We originally thought it would, it would be Eric Hosmer leaving, but he had a no-trade clause to go to Washington, so he declined the opportunity to leave. Ends up going to Boston as part of a three-team deal. As a result, Luke Voigt is the other major leaguer, along with Mackenzie Gore. Then the, you have top prospect C.J. Abrams, a trio of prospects as well going to Washington. It's a good haul. Some people thinking, look, uh, you, that's really all you got if you're, if you're Washington in this case. But at the end of the day, San Diego, who had already made a big move getting Josh Hader yesterday, does it again today. Here. Yeah, I mean, if you're – listen, if you don't follow baseball incredibly closely, you're probably not blown away by this. But C.J. Abrams, one of the top 100 prospects in baseball. Mackenzie Gore, one of the top 100 prospects in baseball. Both have major league experience. C.J. Abrams actually started the year at – shortstop for the Padres because of the Fernando Tatis injury. Mm-hmm. So he has a bunch of – he has a, a good bit of Major League experience at this point. Still young, still a guy that has a ton, ton, ton of upside. Mackenzie Gore, one of the biggest pitching prospects in the minors. A little bit – people were a little bit worried, had a little bit of a shoulder injury thing that was going on with him. They were wondering if that was going to keep a team like the, like the Nationals from making a deal. Apparently everything checked out with him. So that's good to go. And they get some guys back that can go in and, you know, play today and 
in right. Voight, you know, who can step in and where Bell's is on the move, so Voight can can step in and play first base for them. But if you're the if you're the Nationals, this is something you had to do. I mean, I understand there's a couple of teams out there that that have guys that they're going to have to move at some point. Um, you know, Shohei Otani's going to have to move in the offseason for sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this was Soto. Didn't want to be there, obviously. He kind of made that known without making it known when he turned down the big contract. When he turned down the big contract extension that they offered him. He's basically saying, like, hey, you know what? I'm, I don't really want to – I don't want to sign here long term. Yeah. You know, and so you go ahead and the reason you move him now, people are sitting here going, dude, his contract doesn't run up until 2024. The reason you move him now is because he's more valuable – now you're going to get a bigger haul now than you're going to get a year from now or especially two years from now whenever his contract is running out. The team acquiring him has two years of control on him. And then also, you know, listen, for the, from their standpoint, they're thinking they have two years to figure out some sort of long-term extension with him. So it was a, it, I, it was a move that the Nationals had to make. I think it was a good move for them. I think that the prospects that they got in return is, is pretty good. I mean, listen, C.J. Abrams, if, if you were kind of one of these – prospect followers, right? I mean, entering this season, he was kind of one of the 10 hottest names of guys that were going to be getting immediate playing time in the bigs, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he was one of those he was one of those guys. And so um but probably the biggest trade deadline deal in the history of trade deadline deals because you just don't see a dude who is a top 10 player in the game moved very often. And you certainly don't see it happen at the trade deadline. That's typically something that happens in the offseason or whatever. So it is a it, it's a huge, huge, huge deal. And I think from the Padres standpoint, you're now seeing a team that has decided, look, we're we're all in. With all these trades that they've made, they've moved 10 of their top 15 prospects in their farm system. So this is a win now, no win, in, win in this window. Um, but you got a 25-year-old. You got another 20 young 20-year-old in Tatis. You still have Machado in his prime. You've got a good trio of pitchers in Musgrove and Darvish and Clevenger. I mean, so the the win now mode for this team works on paper anyway. And it started back in April before the season even started. You bring in Sean Manaya from Oakland, and the question now though becomes: and some people have looked at this and said, okay, are you really? If you're San Diego, are you really better than the Braves? Are you better than the Mets? Certainly you have to be behind the Dodgers and the odds board right now. We have seen some pretty significant odds shifting here, but the reality remains, Matt, this is a team entering today. You go from 50 to one to 35 to one to win the NLS. Mm -hmm. You're 12 games back for what it's worth against the Dodgers. Still 10 games left against the Dodgers the rest of the year. Basically the NL world series odds cut a little bit greater than in half down to plus 475 to win the NL 11 to one to win the world series respectively at DraftKings. But the reality is you're two games up for the final wild card spot. You're still five, five and a half back of Atlanta for that top wild card spot at the moment. You are likely going to be in a, unless something drastically changes between now and the end of September, in a win or you go home situation to start the playoffs. So I don't know, again, being speculative and getting numbers that were much better last night made a lot of sense. I don't know how you could possibly want to go in on those numbers now. Mm -hmm. But having said all that, this is clearly a roster that is built to win now. There are no excuses anymore. You got rid of the fraud manager last year in Chase Tingler. You got Bob Melvin. You You mentioned the young talent. You mentioned the pitching. It's all right there for San Diego. It's just... Can you figure out a way to get hot at the right time? A team that has been on about a 90-win pace all year hasn't really been clicking most of the and, season. And we sit here and we talk about, hey, look, you know, Juan Soto, it's not just a throwaway that they acquired Bell and Drury as well. And we can talk about that on the other yep. side here. But both of those guys having career years, and if you're going to make a run at it, then you go and you get these guys that are having career years and you just ride the hot streak. Not the only deal that got mm-hmm. done today. We'll discuss more of those trade deadline pieces. Adam Burke joins us in about 20 minutes as we're just getting started here on Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now 
wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ice, cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season. Fear shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes at DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken beer made better. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. We have a whole lot to get to on the show tonight. Again, Adam Burke joins us here on Primetime Action in about 15 minutes, talking all things MLB trade deadline. We might get into some college football topics with Adam as well over the next half hour or so. Then Sienna John, our good pal, is going to join us to break down this week's Wyndham Championship final tournament before we hit the FedEx Cup playoffs there in the PGA. So, uh, Matt, just a couple other trade deadline things. Then we have a bunch of NFL news we also have to get to today. It was one of those busy news days around the wire here. Uh, it's, it's funny, too, how you've started to see, and Josh Hader was one of the examples of this last night, teams who are contenders trade away key pieces but still are looking to be buyers and compete. I, I don't know how this really ranks in that, but the Yankees do sell a piece. He just happened to be a piece that was maybe the biggest piece, part of damage to their team this year in Joey Gallo. They trade him away to the Dodgers for basically a double-A prospect. That of the, of the other minor deals here, I don't know if there's anything else that jumped off the page to you, Matt, but... Just fascinating that the Yankees probably here with a pretty big addition by subtraction, just able to get Gallo at least off the books for now and get him away from New York where it has been a rough, rough go of it for the former uh, Ranger slugger there. Yeah, I mean, I think the ones that, that really kind of make a difference here, the uh, the the Blue Jays go ahead and they pick up Whit Merrifield. We were talking about how they could use an extra bat in that lineup. So perennial all-star, speedster, uh, Whit Merrifield goes over to the the Blue Jays. Then you look at the Phillies who make a trade for Syndergaard. They make a trade for Robertson. They make a trade for Marsh. So they had a big need at center field. They needed another starter. They needed someone in the bullpen. And they go out and they go ahead and and get all of those. You know, and I think the Phillies are kind of seeing an opening right now to to get in that playoff. You know, listen. Yeah. Whenever we're sitting, when we're talking about this extended playoff that they've got right now, the Phillies have crept into that spot. And I think that they look and see a pretty big opportunity to hold on to it. And so they make those moves. And then you look a little bit. Further down the board, the Mets, who have a pretty good lineup as it is anyway, go out and deal for a DH and Darren Ruff, so a guy that doesn't have to play the field because he would certainly be a liability, but a guy that can just Mm -hmm. hit, right? He's just kind of a professional hitter, so he's going to do that. The Yanks go out and get Bader as well um, and ship uh, Montgomery over to the Cardinals, so kind of two playoff teams swapping some players right there. Of course, different leagues and everything like that, but Harrison Bader comes over to the Yankees as well. So what we, for one, the baseball trade deadline is awesome. Oh, no, no, no question. Like, it's amazing. The baseball trade yeah. deadline is awesome because we get actual meaningful trades that do change the way that you view not only teams short-term but long-term as well, right? I mean, like we're sitting here talking about, yes, the Padres are definitely in the mix this year now whenever we're talking about this, but like they're going to be a, a – favorite next year you know they're going to be like one of the favorites next year because these guys are going to be around you know and so you kind of start to look at some of these teams and see how they're shaping 
the future as well. So, yeah, I mean, there is a, a, a lot of stuff. I mean, the Braves acquired Rossell Iglesias from the Angels. So whether he's going to close or whether it'll be Kenley Jansen, I don't really know which 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 way they're going to go. But either way, the Braves are going to have a pretty stout 8-9 now, 8th inning, ninth inning, uh, back and forth with with Jansen and, and Rossell Iglesias as well. So a guy that for, the, for a bad Angels team that I think has saved, uh, you know, 18 games or something like that so far this year or something yeah. like that, you know, for a team that hadn't won all that much and, and, and whatnot. So uh, a lot of guys on the move, a lot of stuff I'm still seeing, like just, you know, like you're saying, some of these deals get done and they just kind of trickle in a little bit yeah. later, you know. And it just amazes me too the number of the number of trades we are seeing that is buyer to buyer, where you know, like the Braves giving up on Will Smith, sending him to mm-hmm. Houston, who they can at least use him as a situational lefty. Atlanta gets Jake Odorizzi, who has had an up and down injury riddled season. Same deal with what we saw out of the Brewers last night, where these teams, like they are finding value in some of these guys, maybe struggling right now in the current situations. And I don't remember a deadline where we had this many moves like that, Matt, where you see guys really betting on, or teams really betting on struggling players that they can turn it around and, and find some new life. And, and to see those two sides each have the same sort of thought, it's just interesting to the, see. The Brewers move in hater, and so now you've got Devin Williams who's going to step in and close. They they make a move for Trevor Rosenthal to kind of see if there's anything left in the tank with with him to see if he can come in and kind of bolster their bullpen as well. The Twins go out and get Michael Fulmer. He was a, he was a favorite to become the closer there for the Tigers once they shipped out Soto. That's not going to be the case. Fulmer heading over to the Twins. He has been, since he made the transition from starter to, to bullpen guy, he has been lights out. Like He mm-hmm. has been really, really good as a reliever compared to uh, compared to whenever he was a starter, the Mariners got Jake Lamb from the Dodgers. So, I mean, again, there was just a lot of these little moves that happened kind of under the radar. Twins getting Tyler Molly as well. So they get another quality starter in that rotation for them to make their push. Mm-hmm. And um, and as we mentioned, with the San Diego thing, yes, Juan Soto is the big name, no doubt about it. Josh Bell's hitting over 300 with 57 RBI on the season. Brandon Drury's having a career year where he where he's hit 20 home runs for a bad team. So you're now adding Bell into that lineup, who's an upgrade from Voight. You're adding Drury into that lineup, who can do you know whether he plays the field or whether he DHs or what they're going to end up doing with him, who knows? But you really and truly have have a lineup now. When you're talking, when Tatis comes back, where you've got Tatis, Soto, Machado, Drury, Bell, Profar's playing like the prospect finally that that he was supposed to be ten years ago. Not a bad lineup. Yeah, you, look you at know, it. I yeah. mean, like you're you're talking a a a one to seven anyway. It's not really necessarily a one to nine, but it's certainly going to be a one to seven that is going to be really really tough. I shouldn't. I shouldn't leave Cronenworth out of there. I mean, he's having he's having Not a fantastic season. Yeah, don't leave him having a fantastic season as well. So I mean, you're, you're talking one to seven for this Padres team that is going to be as intimidating as whenever we were talking about kind of at the beginning of the year running down a Dodgers lineup or running down right. a Yankees lineup. Like it's it's going to look that way with the Padres. As and well. they've continued to to mash today. It's the first of a doubleheader up eleven five now in Colorado going there to the eighth inning. One of those days it kind of just makes your head explode with the the volume of deals, and then you throw on top of that the NFL news that we get today where. You see these penalties come down on the Miami Dolphins. They are disciplined for uh, tampering with both Tom Brady and Sean Payton. And you read, it's kind of amazing to think that this was, and I guess in the midst of how we covered the Deshaun Watson news so feverishly this entire offseason, Matt, a little surprising that this was not covered more, this story, just because of the outrageousness of it, where you see the reports here of such the vicious tampering going on. It ends up being a case where the owner, Stephen Ross, fined a million and a half, which is what, like a $5 bill for, yeah, for I mean, us, basically. Yes. Suspended yeah. through October 17th. He went and pulled that out of the couch cushions. They, uh, yeah. Yeah. He'll be okay. The, He'll be the, okay. I, what I love, the best part about this is that they're, one of their, their vice chairman and like top, I guess, executive partner is fined $500,000. So Fergie is currently their... their uh, if you look at the food chain right now, mm. the top-level partner who's not suspended. But they they will lose a 2023 first-round pick. They did have two already, so right. they still have the, the 49ers first-round pick from next year, 2024 third-round pick. And it's just interesting overall, though, to see something like this come out. They, now, they at least did say, okay, they did not tank in 2019 under Brian mm-hmm. Flores, but they spoke with Tom Brady in, in, in this past offseason about becoming a team executive and a limited partner, talk with Sean Payton's agent about trying to become their coach without consent at all from the Saints. So really, really interesting story that has a lot of layers. 
the most fascinating of which, as, as I know Kelly would agree with me, Fergie is now uh, maybe <laughs> I didn't now your know top that. level partner. Which I didn't is just know amazing. that, Ben. So Venus now, Williams, Serena Williams are right below uh, Fergie right I now. didn't even know Fergie was involved. I remember the <laughs> yeah. Williams sisters being involved in the ownership group. But no, that that is, I mean, the tanking stuff has to be the most interesting out of all of this, right? It is the, it, they basically admitted today that th- those those things were said, but in jest, right, or or whatever. Right. And it's like, okay, so by the NFL court of law, if I just text you anything, Ben, and I put like I don't know, LOL after it of everything, yeah. I'm safe. I'm safe because as long as we read into it the right way, then whatever, it doesn't matter. Whatever we say does not matter. So I don't know. I think that's those are the things when. You know, Matt does a great job of pointing this out every time. When we talk about it's not the players on the field or the players on the court or whatever, but there are people behind you know behind the scenes and higher ups that are not are not trying to put the best product on the field. This is kind of the stuff we're talking about, right? It is it would be against an organization's best interest to not try to do this stuff. And the NFL today basically said Okay, maybe that stuff's going. Maybe it's going on. Maybe it's not going on. We don't really want to get into it. Let's try to avoid it as much as possible. I mean, the, the big thing is, is they did have multiple picks. The only problem is, is that their 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 other pick is San Francisco's pick, and if San Francisco's good, like they're yes. going to be, they're going to be very, they're they're going to be big fans of San Francisco being terrible. They're going to hope that Trey Lance can't make that 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 uh, adjustment yeah. to the NFL for sure, because they're going to need that pick to be a little bit higher. But you know, uh, the, 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 from an organizational standpoint, the problem really becomes that this was the philosophy from the Dolphins. They were collecting these first round picks. They were collecting all this stuff, and that's how they were going to build this franchise up. And to lose one of these first round picks that you have really made a priority in how you were going to rebuild this franchise and how you were going to then, you know, go compete with the teams, you know, within your division and whatnot. It's a pretty big hit. I know people like look at this stuff and just kind of laugh when oh first round pick, but like, you know, look, it, yeah. it's a big it's a big deal. Well the third rounder the next year too, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's right. no that's nothing you know, that's not nothing either. Yeah. It's like, does this mean that, yeah, all of a sudden Mike McDaniel and Tua Tagovailoa will, will feel more stressed this year? Mm-hmm. Not, you know, not necessarily, but it's not the direction you want to go in starting a new season. And it's just an interesting cap to it. It was a very uh, like underreported, if we're being honest, story yeah. with how much we, we all focused on the Deshaun Watson news uh, this offseason. Other big injury today, Tim Patrick fears, feared uh, that he is going to miss the entire season with an ACL injury. So Denver's training camp not off to a great start there. Yeah, okay. there is... There is one wide receiver between Denver, between the Cowboys, et cetera. Will Fuller is still out there in the ether, and he's going to land somewhere. I would have to think yeah. so. Saw him trending on Twitter today. It's like, oh, we're, we're at that time. Will Fuller. Next up, we talk with Adam Burke, all things Major League Baseball trade deadline here on Primetime Action. The VEASAN College Football Guide is out now. Start your football season on the right foot with extra profiles of all 131 teams, including team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations, plus our best season win total bets, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff predictions. The only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become a VEASAN All-Access subscriber. Sign up early, and for a discounted $175, you'll receive the college and pro football betting guides along with full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or join us for $40 a month and see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. We'll be welcoming in Adam Burke in just a second, who was a big part of that college football betting guide, as we talked about last week on uh, Primetime Action. He only wrote 49 of the 131 capsules. Uh, as far as a couple baseball updates, though, real quick, already 2-0. Uh, our guy Logan Gilbert there, Matt, uh, at least for our fantasy purposes tonight, spotted a 2-0 lead. Eugenio Suarez is 17th homer of the year off Jamison Tyone. 2-0 there, Mariners. Christian Walker hits his 25th homer of the year for Arizona. You talked about that line pretty, uh, pretty short there on Cleveland tonight. Gives the D-backs a 3-0 lead. Jose Ramirez, though, does just counter with an RBI base hit of his own, so 3-1 there. And then uh, already uh, Toronto out in front of Tampa Bay, 1-0 there. Top of the first bowl, Bichette. RBI base hits. Those are our early scores. So far, still 2-0 Reds over the Marlins in the third. 11-5 Padres in game one of that double <laughs> dip in the bottom and, of the And uh, not a... Not a, not an early score, but Jacob Degrom one inning, yes, that's two Ks, it. looks yeah. good, hundred mile an hour fastball, we, ninety five. Yeah, slider. we saw a hundred, we <laughs> yeah. saw a hundred on the paint, and he comes back with a ninety five mile an hour slider right after that. So I think he's feeling pretty good. 
I think he's. I think that's I think a fair assessment. Pretty good. Huh? I think I saw yeah. six and a half was a strikeout prop with like minus one fifty juice. <laughs> was really tempted just out of principle, to, even though like hadn't seen him in over a year. Um, and Degrom two strikeouts in his first inning of work. All right, it's been a pretty wild day. Adam Burke he started the day for us. He was running writing up a live blog basically the entire day at Veasan.com. So we welcome him, Adam. I know you've you've basically been working nonstop today to, today there, sir. But uh, as we have come to the end here, the deadline we we talked about it in our first segment just first off before we get to the Soto news looking at some of these deals maybe trickling in at the deadline that might not get as much attention what was one or two of the moves that happened right at the very end that you feel like are the most impactful here that are going to make a big difference here in the second half yeah so obviously a ton of things going on here today but some of those ones getting in just below the or just before the wire as you mentioned I think this Yankees deal with the Cardinals is really interesting with Jordan Montgomery going over to St. Louis you know the Cardinals They've got a solid back end of the bullpen. They've got a pretty good lineup, especially when you consider their defense and how good of a team they are defensively. But their starting rotation needed help. And I think they got it here with Jose Quintana and also Jordan Montgomery. And I really, really like Jordan Montgomery. Throws four pitches, all for strikes, really good command. Kind of surprised the Yankees were actually willing to give him up. I figure if they were going to move any of their starters, Jamison Tyone would have been the one that I would have moved, not necessarily Jordan Montgomery. I like that acquisition for the Cardinals. I don't know if it swings the balance of the National League Central Division to me, but I think it definitely gives St. Louis a better chance of winning that division than they had here yesterday or a couple days ago. Adam, we see that the Angels make a couple of moves. One is Rysel Iglesias heading over to the Braves. And with the Braves, they've got Kenley Jansen. Do you think that this is Iglesias moves to the eighth inning role, or do you think that this is more Jansen moves to the eighth inning role and they acquired a new closer? Well, what I would kind of hope for, I'm not a big fan of well-defined bullpen roles. I kind of like the idea of using your best guys when you kind of need them. So maybe now at the back end of the games, Brian Snicker can just sort of match up and decide if he wants to use Kenley Jansen or Rysel Iglesias, but I think what's really interesting about this deal is that Iglesias is still owed $48 million over the next three years. He got a four-year, $58 million deal. He only makes $10 million this year. The Braves really took on a lot of money in this deal, and I haven't seen yet if, uh, if the Angels are covering any of it or not, but I thought that was kind of fascinating for the Braves, where you know, it looks like they're kind of prioritizing the back end of games here. I can understand the reasons why. I think you have Jesse Chavez and Tucker Davidson in that deal. But, you know, I think the two guys can be kind of interchangeable here. And, and Jansen's been a little bit shaky of late. So I certainly understand why they'd be willing to prioritize Iglesias. It's just a big chunk of change to be tied to that guy for over the next mm-hmm. three years. Adam Burke, you follow him at Skating Tripods, writes a daily column for us at VEASAN.com, talking all things Major League Baseball. Did a great job uh, filling in here when, uh, Matt, you were on vacation the last couple of weeks on, on primetime action. We just flashed up the NL odds now from DraftKings. Padres down to plus 475. Given the fact, Adam, that they are still 12 games behind the Dodgers entering play today in the NL West, given that they are likely slotted into a position to be the number two wild card and be in a winner-go-home situation in the playoffs. How do you feel about the odds adjustment uh, today outside of the obvious fact of, okay, it's books clearly covering themselves for liability here with a lot of action coming on uh, Juan Soto. Is fair number now at around five to one or so, or is that a little bit short in your opinion? Yeah, I think what's really intriguing about the market and the way that it treated the Padres is that you know some books moved last night just with the expectation that a Juan Soto deal would get done. DraftKings wasn't one of them. They still had Padres 20 to 1 this morning, went down to 18 to 1 when it seemed like the deal was close. Then they took it down, reopened 12 to 1 to win the World Series. And as you mentioned, 475 to win the National League. Look, I think it's a really big ask because, you know, they're going to have maybe not the toughest of matchups in that wild card play in round, but still, they're going to have to burn Joe Musgrove. They'll have to burn you, Darvish. Maybe they won't have those guys right away for whoever they play. In that next round, they're probably being the New York Mets or the Atlanta Braves, depending on who wins the East. So I think that's a pretty big ask here for the Padres to go through either the Braves or the Mets. And as you guys were talking about there at the Open, Jacob DeGrom back today. And then presumably go through the Dodgers in the NLCS if they're able to advance. That's a lot. I mean, this team is obviously much better with Juan Soto. It'll be much better with Juan Soto and Fernando Tatis Jr. in the lineup. But I still worry a little bit about the back end of the starting rotation worry a little bit about middle relief. I'm sure Josh Hader will help at the back end of the bullpen, but the Padres look really good, but I, I'm kind of more interested in them for 2023 than I would be 2022. Adam, the Twins went out and made some moves today as well in the most 
tightly, you know, I would say the most tightly contested division out there with three teams with legitimate shot at that division. They go out, they get Michael Fulmer, who we were talking about, you know, it was kind of presumed he would just take over the closer role whenever Soto was moved from the Tigers. That's not the case. He gets moved in the bullpen now for the Twins. They go out and get Tyler Molly as well. It kind of helped bolster that rotation. Does the moves that they made, does that make you feel like, and of course they also got Jorge Lopez as well from the Orioles, does this make you feel like that they are the the real front runner there in that division? Because, I mean, again, the, the, the White Sox and, and Guardians are still hanging tough. Yeah, you know, this AL Central is a pillow fight. I mean, it's it's really pathetic. And the team that wins this division will probably have about 84 or 85 wins. So I'm pretty annoyed that the White Sox, who I bet at the All-Star break to win this division, didn't do anything today. And the Cleveland Guardians did absolutely nothing, which, you know, as a fan – annoys me and you know i mean look this division is very much up for grabs but yeah the, the twins are the only one of those three teams that actually got better here today and they definitely got better i mean they've used their bullpen extensively so any kind of depth back there is good especially in high leverage with guys like fulmer and then uh, lopez and then tyler molly is a guy that when you look at his home road splits great american ballpark was not kind to him he had an era over five in his career pitching at home era below four pitching on the road so I think Tyler Molly is a nice little fit for them. Good for him to get away from Great American Ballpark. The Twins definitely positioned themselves well today. The White Sox and the Guardians did not. And quite frankly, I may be buying out of my White Sox to win the Central because of their inactivity here today. Where you can still get the Twins, you know, in that plus one thirty, plus yeah. one forty mm-hmm. range. Seeing them plus one thirty five, the Twins right now at DraftKings. As Adam Burke joins us here on Primetime Action, Adam, you and I, we do the show Sunday nights here on the network. The run line talking all things baseball, eight to ten Eastern. We do a segment called the Regression Report. One of the pitchers who was one of the first segments we did this year, about a month into the year, was Noah Syndergaard and the rest of the Angel pitching staff as a whole. So we see Syndergaard get moved to Philadelphia, and the Phillies, a team who right now one game lead over St. Louis, entering play today for that final wild card spot in the NL go out and get themselves a, another reliever in David Robertson. That's been a, an adventure for them all season with some of Corey Knable's injuries as well. You see them bring in an outfielder in Brandon Marsh in a separate deal with the Angels before they acquired Syndergaard. What do you make of the Phillies at, at, with all the chaos that's happened there where you fire Joe Girardi, you have Bryce Harper out for an extended period of time. What do you make of their chances now after what they, what they did and were so active in doing here on the deadline day? Well, they're better today than they were yesterday. I mean, Brandon Marsh is a really good defensive outfielder, and, and the biggest issue for this Phillies team, as bad as the bullpen has been, has been their team defense. They are just not a good defensive team. So Marsh helps in the outfield. It'll probably end up pushing Kyle Schwarber to the DH unless they decide that they want to keep Derek Hall around. Then they'll have to kind of figure that thing out. It'll sort of be touch and go with that. But David Robertson's a nice piece. The reunion with him, he pitched there a couple of years ago. I don't love the Noah Syndergaard edition. And this feels a lot to me like when they got Kyle Gibson last year, where it's a pitch to contact guy who tilts toward the ground ball side. And this is not a good defensive infield around the horn. So I don't really know if Syndergaard's going to be all that impactful here, unless his strikeout rate is able to tick up a little bit. The peripherals look good. You know, the hard hit percentage is good. The barrel rate is pretty much around league average, but I need to see some more swing and miss from him. And he has a swinging strike rate for it. He just doesn't have the strikeouts for it. So I think he's going to have to actively try to strike guys out here. Otherwise, this Phillies defense will hurt him a little bit. By the way, Adam, Jacob DeGrom just went 101 fastball, 93 slider. That is three strikeouts in the first four batters he faces. I, last time I checked, that guy is pretty good. It's great to see Jacob DeGrom back. I know, I know Adam is just kind of sighing over there. Uh, Adam, great stuff here. We're going to have you stick around, talk some college football. Transition to that next since you wrote so many of our previews for the college football betting guides. We'll have more discussion with Adam Burke talking CFB on the other side here on Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. 
The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in the Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. As always here on this program, oh, that's what we do. Drink responsibly. Drink, drink responsibly. We do. Cal Raleigh just hit a ball a really long way up. He, he did. We're, listen, we're three, nothing three, three nothing here. Mariners, we said, hey, should we have – there's a long way to go. <laughs> long, a long way, way to go. go. We're, not, we're not going to get betting FOMO quite yet um, yeah. when it's 3 nothing in the second inning against this Yankees lineup. But that's right. certain. Uh, what, one more. I do have one more. Baseball question for absolutely for Adam, Adam Burke still we, with us here. Before, yes. before we move over to college um, football, Adam, what did the Cubs do? I mean, there was the, like the foregone conclusion was that the Cubs were going to be massive sellers. That certainly Contreras and Hap would be gone. Maybe we would even see uh, another guy or two get moved. And instead, they sit tight, don't move either one of these either one of these guys. And and again, this is a lineup that you you talk about like you're more excited for the Padres for for next year or whatever. I can't imagine looking at this Cubs lineup and being excited for the next several years because of how weak it is comparatively to the rest of these teams in the NL. So I'm just wondering, like, is this just a, okay, we'll sit back and move them in the offseason type thing because we didn't get exactly what we were looking for? The honest answer is that I have no idea. I mean, I can't believe Ian Happ didn't get moved because Ian Happ is the kind of player that probably – 26 teams around Major League Baseball would have asked about. I mean, he's been an above-average hitter every season, all six years of his MLB career. He's played six different positions. He's also pitched an inning. But he's a guy that's just very versatile, a good hitter, a solid, reputable player. And somehow a deal didn't get done. And Wilson Contreras is also fascinating, too. I mean, unless they feel like they can maybe keep him, they can sign him long-term, but this really isn't a team that needs to be throwing out long-term contracts right now. So I, for the life of me, cannot figure out why the Cubs didn't move either one of those guys. Not a surprise that they moved their two relievers in Robertson and, and Michael Gibbons, but I cannot believe that they didn't move at least one of Hap or Contreras, and especially not moving both of them. Look, I will say this, though. This has been a good offense with the bases empty, and they've been terrible with men on base, specifically men in scoring positions. So They've created offensive chances. They're just not getting hits at the right time. So maybe that gives them some sense of hope for next season. I don't know, but 
Uh, very shocking that they didn't do much today. Like, especially when you have like the emotional hugging mm-hmm. and the, this is the final swan song, mm-hmm. like 99% of the mm-hmm. time, that means a deal is imminent. And Contreras, who was part of those celebrations and farewells ends up staying put along with his teammates, uh, Ian Happ there in Chicago. Um, Adam, let's transition as well to college football. You were a big part of our betting guide. Can you just, first off, just, Go through what the conferences you were writing this year. You wrote 49 of the 131 uh, team previews here, and you, you certainly did a lot. So for the new audience this week, what all did you uh, did you contribute there to the guide uh, this year? Yeah, it was a nice balance here. I, I did the SEC and the Big 12, but then I also did Conference USA and the Sun Belt. And the reality of it is, for me, I feel like on a week-to-week basis and also in the props and futures markets, there's a lot more value in the group of five. So I was very happy to mm-hmm. write about Conference USA and the Sun Belt. But of course... You know, SEC, Big 12, those types of conferences are the ones that, that everybody really wants to hear about. So with the SEC here, we've as we've done these offseason previews, it's always a start at the top here with Alabama, Georgia. Is there any, at least in the actual outright markets here to win the SEC, Adam, you look at those teams at the top, Texas A&M, who's had a very adventurous offseason and bringing in a number one recruiting class and a whole lot of words coming out of College Station and Jimbo Fisher, really the only other perceived threat at 18 to 1. Do you feel like there is value on either of those teams at the top with Obama laying a near dollar fifty price to win or taking a, a, a shot on a Georgia there? You see on the screen, the win totals are 10 and a half. Heavy, heavy, heavy juice to the over there. Is there a way you'd even look at playing any of these top two teams or are they stay-offs for you this time around? No, there's just not a whole lot of equity in these two teams. I mean, they're both going to be very significant favorites in every game here throughout the season. And in fact, you look at you know, that Texas A&M and Alabama line in Tuscaloosa and Crimson Tide are, what, 17-point favorites in that game, I think. So, you know, I have Georgia at least a 14-point favorite in every game. I think Alabama's at least a 13-point favorite in every game for me. So it's really hard to see a path where you know those two teams are, are not playing for this conference championship uh, come the month of December. I have Georgia for 11.4 wins, Alabama for 11.37, and nobody else in this conference for more than 8.5 with Texas A&M being that team. At least the Aggies got some good news with the fact that Aeneas Smith isn't facing charges for his DUI uh, or the weapons charge. So they had their top wide receiver back now. But, I mean, look, I, I have Georgia 9.5 points better on a neutral than Texas A&M, and I have Alabama 12.5 better. So it's those two teams, and, and there's a reason why there's no equity on them in the futures market. When we look down the rest of the SEC, I mean, there are, you know, we certainly know that there are some teams that have been recruiting well. There are some teams that have at least some talented players. Is there any team that you see that could possibly be any sort of surprise? Of course, the the shortest shot after that would be A&M. We know about their story. They've been inside the top six or seven in the recruiting rankings for about the past five years. So you would think that they've built up a pretty strong and deep roster there as well. Is there anybody you can see possibly making any sort of surprise? Well, the schedule is really challenging, but I think South Carolina, because of their improved quarterback play, is a team that could end up exceeding expectations. And and look, I mean, I only have them for 5.9 wins. Their season win total is either 5.5 or 6.5 with a lot of under juice. It's a very difficult schedule for them. But if Spencer Rattler is good, and now that he's reunited with Shane Beamer, there's certainly a possibility of that. I think the Gamecocks could be a team that definitely overperforms relative to expectations. I also like Ole Miss a little bit. You know, I don't know what Jackson Dart is going to be here for the Rebels, but I know that Lane Kiffin's a pretty good head coach. And, you know, they, they're in a situation where you know, they are replacing their offensive coordinator, but there's a lot of talent on this team. And I think when you look at the rest of the SEC West, you know, Arkansas has a brutal schedule. Mississippi State, you know, with another year now of Mike Leach's system, they may be figured out a little bit. Auburn is a team that's falling off. I don't like the Auburn Tigers at all. And LSU is a giant wild card with Brian Kelly and, you know, kind of a difficult decision for them at quarterback. So I think that Ole Miss is maybe the team that could Mm -hmm. kind of surprise a little bit there in that West division. I think a lot of people are looking at Arkansas to be that team. But I think their schedule and and the week-to-week grind is just a lot for the Razorbacks. Well, yeah, when you look at Arkansas, Cincinnati, Liberty at BYU, three of their four non-cons. That is a difficult, difficult schedule. And then you face the SEC West there uh, under Sam Pittman in his third year. As far as the Big 12, you mentioned that was another conference that you had the the write-up on. Uh, You you think about the SEC, and you just expect the domination there with those two teams at the top. A lot of question marks in this conference with so much change at the top where you have Oklahoma bringing in a new coach and Brent Venables back in Norman after his stint as D.C. at Clemson. New quarterback situation as well after they they lose their coach, Lincoln Riley, uh, lose Caleb Williams as well to 
USC. Is Oklahoma to you still the rightful favorite, or are there challengers in a mix where there's I mean, four teams at plus 650 or shorter here with Texas, Oklahoma State, and Baylor in that conference? Yeah, I think Oklahoma's still the rightful favorite. I mean, their season went till I know I talked about it with Tim Murray last night in the nightcap. He's got a little bit of over nine. I agree with that bet. I have Oklahoma for 9.74 wins. I think Brent Venables will do some good things with this defense. I actually really like Dylan Gabriel at quarterback, and, and I think if you can find a 40-1 to one or better out there on Dylan Gabriel to win the Heisman, that's not a bad bet because, first of all, he's a quarterback, but second, he's in a conference where they don't really play a whole lot of defense. And I would anticipate that you know, Oklahoma State, without Jim Knowles, even though they brought in Derek Mason, I could see Oklahoma State's defense falling off a little bit. Texas's defense probably still won't be very good. Uh, Baylor is a really interesting team with Dave Aranda, and, and I think they could be an overperformer in this conference. But I still think it's Oklahoma's to lose. And what will be really interesting to me, outside of the top teams, TCU has a ton of talent with a very experienced head coach in Sonny Dykes. If you're looking for, to go back to what we talked about in the SEC, if you're looking for a surprise team to make a pretty big push, I think TCU may be that team. Adam, you don't have to be limited to the SEC or the Big 12 here. Any of the conferences that you wrote up, any of the teams that you wrote up, as you were digging in, what team surprised you the most? What team, whether it was you thought way less of that team or way more of that team the more you dug in? Well, one of the season win total best bets I have in the guide is Air Force. Uh, Air Force's season win total is eight and a half. I have them projected for over 10 wins this season. I have them favored in every game that they play. So Air Force is a team that I was a little bit surprised how high I was on them. Uh, pardon the, the quasi pun there. But I think the Falcons will be really, really good. I have them power rated the exact same as Fresno State, who I have down for 10 wins. So hoping that's your Mountain West championship game because I think that'll be a really good one. And the other one is... South Alabama in the Sunbelt West Division. The West Division is awful. The East is stacked. App State, Coastal, Marshall, Old Dominion, James Madison, Georgia State. The East Division of the Sunbelt is really good. The West is not. And we'll see what happens with Louisiana losing Billy Napier and their all-time leading passer in Levi Lewis. But I think South Alabama is a team that I like to win the Sunbelt West. That's out there in the 6-1 to range. Adam Burke at Skating Tripods doing a great job covering all things baseball for us, trade deadline day, as well as college football. Adam, thanks as always for the time. We'll, uh, we'll get to talk on Sunday here with the run line, 8 to 10 Eastern on Visa. Thanks, pal. Absolutely, guys. Have a good night. You can also check out our college football betting guide. Discounted 175 bucks. That gets you the college and pro football betting guides along with full Visa access all the way through the Super Bowl. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. A few more MLB updates. Then when we return, we'll update some of the other scores and look at the game still to come here on the Major League Baseball card. Hour number two up next here on Primetime Action. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.